Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. We're back, man. Episode 296. Yep. All right. Let's get right into it. Before we get started, I want to let you guys know this is not going to be a very long episode. We have some prior engagements that um, will be taking place. So today is Friday, and we're going to be recording, and we're going to give you as much as we can before we got to get out of here, because I got to head to work here soon. Mm -hmm. But we just feel like it's important to get this content out weekly. We don't know who needs to hear it, you know? Yeah. Some people just need to take a break from life a little bit. So listening to a podcast and getting lost in it helps, right? Somebody's life is dependent on it. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> never know. There could be somebody saying like, man, you know, I was looking forward to that episode, to an episode this week. Mm-hmm. You never know what your impact is. So for yeah. all of you guys, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And let's get right into it. All right. Gavin Newsom. Recently, Gavin Newsom just pulled a fucking Thanos Hat trick. This guy literally cleared out a whole homeless section for Xi Jinping. All right. This is this is wild. This is this sounds like a conspiracy you would hear from fucking uh, Alex Jones, but it's not. <laughs> it really happened, which is wild. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, let's see here. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom admits clearing homeless for Xi Jinping visit. It's true because it's true. End quote. California Gavin Newsom admitted Thursday that in San Francisco was clearing homeless encampments because of high profile visit from China's Xi Jinping. Uh, end quote. It's true because it's true, he said. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC. Uh, we've been having different conversations, he continued. Referring to Asia-Pacific economic cooperation, Newsom said some 3,300 encampments. Let me read that number again. 3,300 encampments had been cleared as a part of the Clean California scheme, saying that uh, that had predated APEC. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> 30, do you understand what kind of people you're dealing with, dude, in the Tenderloin in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. There was literally people prior to this whole thing saying, like, I, I seen somebody get killed. I seen somebody get raped. I see people doing drugs out here. You mean to tell me that you gathered up all those people peacefully and moved them to another side of the city? Yeah. Come on, dog. Bro, if you want to get conspiratorial, I think that it was busload, like buses. All black buses that didn't have no didn't have no unmarked br- unmarked buses that was that was street fucking flat black <laughs> with 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 tinted black windows yeah and a bunch of dudes in black suits came over there to San Francisco and they had machine guns and they told all them homeless people you got to get the fuck out right now yeah that might be the only way you could remove some of these people you got to understand that homelessness and this is not for every homeless person but homelessness a lot of it. For some of them, is like a, it's a rebellion. If you tell a homeless guy, "Hey, you got to move your tent," a lot of times you'll be you'll be met with um, resistance. Like, "Fuck you, motherfucker! I'm not moving my 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 freaking tarp. I'm not moving my I'm not moving my camp over here. I'm not moving my tent." Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me he got thirty three hundred people, thirty three hundred camp encampment to move? I just don't believe that was done peacefully. Not to mention. Afterwards, they showed they showed afterwards where it looked. They had a bunch of planters put out there, and they had they was trying to grow plants. And the sidewalks was cleaned up. They used solution. They cleaned them all up. The street was clean, mind you. This is where a bunch of shit and piss has been marinating in the sidewalk for years. <laughs> yeah, this is a problem. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. Here's another thing. Do you know, I don't know what number of Chinese people live in San Francisco. I'm sure that there is a Chinese population in uh, San Francisco for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the number is, but I'm sure there is. Yeah, Especially, Chinese and San Francisco go hand in hand. Yeah, so this is an insult to Xi Jinping, if anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. Do you think that people that are Chinese that live in San Francisco also don't have relatives that live in China? That could be like... The homeland really bad. Homeland everywhere. Homeless everywhere. <laughs> what if Xi Jinping was like, oh, I expect to see homeless. I never see homeless nowhere. I know homeless. What if he wanted to see homeless people? Yeah, maybe he wanted to see homeless people. But this yeah. motherfucker, he, he took away the, you know, and Xi Jinping probably is in his mind. He's like, yeah, these motherfuckers are full of shit. Do you not think people, do you think that people from other countries don't understand the landscape of where they're going? They know it. 
They know what's going on there. We know that in China there are places that they have wet markets and they sell animals and chopped off heads of birds and owls and rat, rats and crocodiles. Like there are places in China and other places where they're not the most welcoming. Yeah. We know this. You think he doesn't know about the homelessness in San Francisco? Yeah. This is kind of an insult and it's it's extremely fake. I'm just I'm shocked that this is taking place. Yeah. In America. To me, I don't have a problem with it. The only problem I have is that it is um, it took this event to do it. That's you exactly. Know. Yeah. Outside of that, like cleaning up, I mean, and I don't know the con. You know, I don't know the what literally happened in terms of them moving people. All I know is one day it was some tents out there, and the next day it was planners. That's that's the only thing that I know is is like that I know for a fact. But outside of that, I think that. Um, I think it's good. I just hated that it took this event to do it. You know what I mean? I hated that it took like somebody from China coming over here, um, a, a figure, you know, to 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 make you want to clean up the thing. That's a you know they they reference like cleaning up the house for your relatives mm. during holidays and stuff like that. Like reality, your house should always be clean, but for whatever reason, we have it in our mind that we. We need to, you know, oh, my mom is coming over. My grandma's coming mm-hmm. over. And she's going to say something if my pants is on the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we should just clean up all the time. A hundred percent. But, yeah. So, I think that um, uh, <laughs> it's, it's to me, it's kind of funny, too, that he's being so honest. He's like, yeah, we, you know, we there was some homeless people out there and we cleaned it up because, you know, some I, Chinese I got people. the audio right here. Yeah. Cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. Uh, so here's the thing I think I respect the honesty, but I don't at the same time, and here's why. I respect the honesty because he said it's true because it's true. But, dude, you had no choice but to say this. Mm -hmm. You have to give an explanation for moving 3,300 camps and clearing it out. Mm -hmm. You have no choice but to be. If he could have lied, he would have fucking lied. He would have lied. Also, I can't say this is a good thing until I find out what the fuck he did with the homeless. Where are they at? Did they take these niggas to the Grand Canyon and leave them? What the fuck happened? <laughs> They're like, hey, hey, get us out. <laughs> Can you imagine when they approached the homeless camp and they was like, hey, you got to get out of here. It's like, wait a minute. I'm doing crack right now. Can you let me finish? <laughs> Have some class. Yeah. That's in, that's insane, man. That, that's that's the thing for me. Like it, That is a huge event, and I'm surprised that there's no footage out. You know, I'm surprised that we don't the, see anything. So that's how you know it was like some, some real, like hardcore government operation. Yes, where, I'm. Know, sh- I'm sure there was. Sure. I'm sure there was phone confiscation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that because here's the thing: a lot of homeless have phones. A lot of homeless have phones. Yeah, homeless be having iPhones. Yeah. So the thing about it is, I'm sure that there's. It, first of all, moving 3,300 people and not having any footage of it, that to me is a hundred percent government. One hundred percent government, and like you think out of the out of all those people, there's no footage of them. Hey, they're making us. Can you realize if they didn't take phones, you would see footage like, "Hey, they're making us move." Hey, I don't want to move. They're doing. They're forcing us. Look, he has a machine gun. Mm-hmm. None of that happened. What device did they use, or what what did they do to stop it from being posted? Like, what kind of power do these motherfuckers have? Yeah. That, that's the thing that's scary. Yeah. You mean to tell me 3,300 people got moved and there is no footage? There's no pictures? There's no nothing? Mm-hmm. That's scary, Keith. Yeah, that is. That's that's very scary. So before mm-hmm. I say, oh, it's a good thing, also what's wild, and, and uh, Joe Rogan mentioned this last night. I was listening to the podcast with him in The Rock because he mentioned the same thing. And what's wild to me is how we can move 3,300 homeless people, right, because of leaders coming in. But people in Hawaii got $700 one time after their whole fucking house burnt down. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not, it's, the government is not doing enough. It's not, and it's, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. 
It's fucked up. Like Flint water still fucked up in America. The water still fucked, right? Yeah. Yet we're sending billions of dollars to Zelensky. Mm-hmm. Billions of dollars to it doesn't make any sense. Like we got to reallocate those funds, man. Like mm-hmm. the shit that's happening to Americans here is not right. It's like we're funding other people while getting fucked by our own government. Yeah. And I, and I don't want to sound like some ungrateful American person, but it's the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. You only do something for Americans. Well, first of all, you didn't do it for Americans. You did it for Chinese, brother. Yeah. You did it for them. You didn't do it for us. Yeah. It's, 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 and also, too, the homelessness in Los Angeles is beyond out of control. Let's, you know what? If I seen Gavin, I would say, hey, Gavin, can you do the same Thanos thing that you did in San Francisco? Can you do it in L.A., too? But mind you. They're going to do it when the Olympics come. Oh, yeah, when the Olympics come. When is it? What was that? They coming to L.A.? Uh, Might be like 20, I don't know, later in 2020s, I believe. I think, I don't know if it's the next one. It might be the following one after that. Oh, for the for the Olympics to come to? Oh, nigga, they just gonna dig a hole and bury the homeless. <laughs> like, hey, I'm still alive. <laughs> Get in the hole, Tyrone. <laughs> Get in the fucking hole. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I see I, this article here. It says uh, San Francisco has roughly seven hundred uh seven thousand seven hundred and fifty homeless people according to the most recent point in time count, mm. with fifty six percent unsheltered. A wait list for sheltered beds was 487 people long on Monday as a city has struggled to connect with the applicants by the time a bed becomes available. Wow. Then there's a picture here with, like, them cleaning the streets. And then it says uh, there's a couple homeless people, um, like, on the other side of them cleaning. It says Dre Blake, second to the right, and Daryl Sharif. Uh, far right standby as Department of Public Works employees washes the sidewalk on Van Ness Avenue. Blake told the Standard he's on a wait list for housing, but prefers living on the streets over shelter because of past negative experiences at the shelters. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of times the shelters have rules, and that's that's the issue. It's not even that there's negative experiences. Well, well, here, I can't say that because I can't quantify. Yeah, you can't not validate. Yeah, I can't. I can't invalidate what somebody's going through. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, staff members are 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 pretty mean to homeless people because they've become insensitive. They look at all homeless people as bums and losers and pieces of shit. So there's a lot of clashing between um, employees and the homeless. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to there are some rules and some people don't like any rules. They're like, I'm already homeless. Why the fuck do I need to follow rules? Yeah. Um, so they just and let me do my crack in peace. Yeah, let me do my crack. Okay, let mm-hmm. me shoot my heroin in the front of McDonald's. Okay, mm-hmm. let me get a McHeroin, please. <laughs> but the the thing about it is, it's 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 really fucked up that it's just all for aesthetics. And mm-hmm. you know what's crazy is, I know why Gavin Newsom was able to pull this off because the homelessness, as bad as it is, it's controllable. I want to see you do this in L.A. where there's over 60, almost 70,000 homeless people. I want you to pull that shit off in L.A. Damn. Pull it off. The, the homelessness in L.A. is so fucking bad. It, the only way to fix it is to tell all the homeless people to go to one part of L.A. and drop a homeless bomb. That is the only way you can fix it. Oh, my it. gosh. <laughs> Not like a lethal bomb, but it's like a bomb that when you drop it, it just makes people be motivated. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm motivated by. <laughs> we need some motivational dr- motivational drone strikes on the homeless in LA. <laughs> nah, it'd be like a freaking jet flying over uh, Skid Row. It'll fall, and as soon as it fall, it'll be audio that will be like, as soon as you want to be as successful, as bad as you want to breathe, <laughs> it just be Eric Thomas. <laughs> we need to get, we need to, we need to clone, we need to clone uh, uh, Eric Thomas, Tony Robbins, David. We need to clone a bunch of motivational speakers and just put them on the streets of Los Angeles. Put a bunch of motivational speakers on Skid Row. Yeah, you need holograms with Eric Thomas and David Goggins and Tony Robbins just standing all around. Can you just imagine a homeless dude? He's got a heroin needle in his arm and he's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Fucking Tony Robbins comes up like, I know you got a heroin needle in you right now, but you got more than that. You can get up and change your life. And then he just take the heroin needle out like, oh, man, I'm listening, bro. Yeah. 
as soon as you want to do as soon as you want to do heroin as much as you want to be successful then you'll be successful he's like i know man just let me finish it. <laughs> let me finish this heroin first bro <laughs> it was satire folks when people heard me say drop a bomb on the homeless i know they lost it right i'm a part-time comedian the bomb would not be lethal folks the bomb would be full of motivation and motivational powder yeah, they was they was this close to hitting the cancel button. Oh, yeah, they was they had their finger on that red button, cancel <laughs> button. Oh man, yeah. yeah, they they should have Obama do some drone strikes mm-hmm. on the homeless <clears throat> in L.A. Mm-hmm. But it just be Obama like, you can do better, <laughs> you can do better, <laughs> you can do better. Yeah, and then it'd be a translated version. Si se puede, si se puede, <laughs> si se puede. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's wild, yo. It'd be crazy. Bilingual AI. Yo, that's wild, bro. Me and Keith seen some wild shit when we went to LA, bro. We talked about it a few times. Yeah. One of them was like the homelessness was so wild, like we've literally seen somebody uh shitting and pissing. One dude was like literally shitting. Another person was sleep in a box mm-hmm. and half his body was in the box. This motherfucker was butt ass naked. No shirt, no pants. Nothing. Just his neck was out. Naked ass out. <laughs> and like it was wild. And then this is the worst one ever. My right handed God, bro. I, <laughs> me and Keith <laughs> talked about this. Swear. I swear on my father. There was a there was some wonder bread <laughs> with a big turd in it. It was a shit sandwich right in front of the police department. A shit sandwich, literally in front of the police department. No, I'm not exaggerating. It was two pieces of the bread with a obvious turd in the middle of the fucking bread in front of the police department. The police department is so wild there because the uh, it's set up. You know how when you, you if you got a pigeon problem, how they put those spikes on top of everything? Yeah. Like there's a bunch of these little like plastic or hard plastic spikes. That when the pigeons come down, it'll poke them and they drop, they fly off. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of sharp rocks in front on the backside of the police department to stop homeless people from laying there. They try to hide it too. They want to make it look like Gotham City. Yeah, they want really homeless prevention. Right. They want to make it look like you know there's some type of decor in yeah, front of the they, police they, department. Yeah, no decor. <laughs> yeah, those rocks can. Those rocks are sharp as fuck. Mm-hmm. They real sharp. You just like, can't sleep on that. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't sleep on that. Mm-hmm. You can't. But some 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 homeless people probably like pain, so they'll be like, ah, it's all right. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> Slept on worse. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I just my th- my question be like, Gavin, and I this I would do this and I would do it in a way to where I wouldn't be told to be quiet. I wouldn't be removed from the meeting. I say, Gavin, like a lot of people are giving you problems, giving you heat for you know what happened. I think you did a great thing. Um, and I, I think that you showed that we can do better and those negotiations were being taken place prior to that. And he'd be like, ah, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'd be like, now let's see if you could do the same thing in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and let's see if you can actually, you know, act, I would be impressed if you can replicate that same action in Los Angeles. Yeah. There is, you know, what's sad about LA though? LA's homeless is so bad. The only way that you can fix the homeless problem in LA is to create a new city with a capacity of over 70,000 people. That is the only way mm-hmm. you can fix the homeless issue in LA is to have a whole new city that's maybe they might need to go out into the fucking ocean, mm-hmm. right? That's this is sad that I'm, that I'm saying this and it's, it's people are going to be pissed at me for being insensitive to the homeless. Yeah. If you created an island and put it out there out near Long Beach, and you made it so big that it could hold seventy thousand people. That is the only way nah, you can you fix can't those. do that. You gonna ruin the ocean. What do you mean? This is you gonna bring like the amount of dirt and grime and trash and doo doo that's on Skid Row, and then you gonna put that next to the whales and the dolphins and stuff. Like I mean, that. well, we already put <clears throat> we already drop oil in the ocean. Yeah, we don't want to make it no worse. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. You, you, you see, you, you remember that video that they showed of that turtle that had a straw in his nose? Yes, yeah, disgusting. And it just made everybody feel so bad for the turtle, like, mm-hmm. oh my god! And the turtle was like, ah. <laughs> I was just—it's a terrible visual. Yeah, it Can is. Can you imagine a turtle with a fucking heroin needle? Dang, just stuck in him. 
Yeah. And now the turtle sound like that one turtle from that one movie. Like, dude. Cowabunga, dude. Oh, it's so fucking lit. That <laughs> 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 What's that movie called? Uh, Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah, Finding Nemo. Yeah. You know what You know what I've noticed in, in these these Disney or Pixar <clears throat> movies is, is, is the little nuances in it where they purposely make the turtle sound like he's always smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Like they make him sound like, like a hippie guy. Or um, mm-hmm. they did the same thing. What was another movie? Oh, no, uh, I, uh, Jack in the Box did the same thing. They, mm-hmm. they did the same thing. They had a commercial like, try our new Munchie Mills. And it show a dude pull up to the window. He's like, oh, man, I'm not sure what I want to eat. Let me try the munchie menu. And his eyes are kind of tight. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I see what you're doing, Jack of the Box. Yeah. You're marketing to people who smoke weed. That's why you got these wild ass fucking t- Jack in the Box to have like uh, mozzarella uh, crispy chicken sandwich. Yeah, some people would eat when they high. Yeah, with At nacho cheese on it. Yeah. It's like, motherfucker, you know who this shit is for. Yeah, Taco Bell did the same thing. They had like really? the fourth meal, right? I don't know. What was that? Yeah, the four, well, the fourth meal was just kind of like some, you know, you eat dinner around like maybe like 637, mm-hmm. something like that. But the fourth meal was like something that they um, only serve like 10 p.m. to like mm. whatever a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And it was just like little box but they it's regular food but they just marketed it in a way the same the same way like jack in the box well talk about <laughs> is very simple with their marketing all they got to be like hey are you backed up do you want to take a shit <laughs> try this new try this new uh science project we just made mm-hmm. this new uh, concoction yo quiero constipated <laughs> yo quiero constipation constipaciones <laughs> Yo, that dog was racist, bro. That was racist. That was, yo, that was mad racist, bro. Can you imagine if they had like a for Panda Express? They had like a little panda that was like shishining. That shit, hella racist. Yeah, you can't have a panda talking in Chinese. It, it, certain certain restaurants have a on brand like extension of their commercials. Like uh-huh. Popeyes, it got a black woman like, "You gonna love my chicken from Popeyes." I'm like, "Okay." In the choir in the background, love, love that, that chicken from Popeyes. I'm like, yeah, we know who you're marketing to. <laughs> Sound like a black gospel band. Yeah, like choir. Yeah, they be in the back really putting it on Popeyes, Popeyes, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. but they got rid of the dog eventually. Um, but those commercials, there's some people that were selling um uh Taco Bell like like late 90s, but like they had the Chihuahua and like the like the collector's items. Yeah. And they were selling that shit for some money. Really? Yeah. They had one squeeze toy that when you squeeze it, it was like Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. And one of them had one, but the battery was getting low, so it's like it sounds like somebody's abuelito. That's crazy. Yeah, that was yeah. that was wild. I wonder uh, <clears throat> how much were they selling for? I don't know. I can't remember. But mm-hmm. it was it was they were they had it like some on eBay, mm-hmm. and one of the dogs was it's pretty pricey. Just mm-hmm. like uh, like McDonald's back in the day, they had a Sasquatch sauce. Yeah, they were selling that. They were selling that, but it was it was on theme. There was a movie called Mulan that came out, and some people had those little packets, and they were selling those little packets for hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, who's gonna eat that sauce, bro? Somebody gonna buy that. Mm-hmm. You finding anything? Yeah, not nothing for a crazy price. They're oh. just like. Um, Eleven dollars, really? Ten ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, is it the is it the 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 full dog like the the stuffed one? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, Adventure Taco Bell Chihuahua dog stuffed animal, six ninety nine. Mm, I wonder if that's a remake or if it's like the original. Yeah, I don't see nothing that's too. Some of them are still in the bag. Whoa! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Maybe it's not as it's popping. As oh, we wow. thought it would be. I've had some there's some there's certain items and things from when I was a kid that I just really wish they would bring back, man. Mm-hmm. Um oh, fuck. There's those salads from McDonald's was fire back in the day. What's they that? they used to have salads that came in cups. 
and they called them like a McShaker or some mm-hmm. shit like that. And it was like in in the in the salad it would come in a cup, and then you would take uh the whatever whatever uh, salad dressing you wanted. I, think I remember that. Oh, you you have to, bro. Mm-hmm. And then they would you squeeze it in there, and then you put the lid back on, and you would shake it up. Yeah. And they would get all the dressing all over the cup, and they would have like ham in it or turkey or whatever. And it was good, the McShaker. That's when I was in high school. Or that yeah. what they, I think they called it that, a McShaker, probably, mm-hmm. or McSalad, one of them. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing very creative. <laughs> you know, McDonald's do. Yeah, right on brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We, we've gotten, we went on a tangent, but I, I will say this too: there was an item when I was a kid. Because back in the day, me personally, I don't fuck with Little Caesars, bro. I don't. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, it was fire. Mm-hmm. Little Caesars was like probably the gold standard back then. Mm-hmm. They had what was called a Bigfoot pizza. And it came in this big like white like like it was like a white like a almost like a sack, but it was like you slid it into this uh bag mm-hmm. and it was all the pizza was squared up. They called it a Bigfoot pizza. You could put like three different pizzas into one and it was mm-hmm. all square. Mm-hmm. It was almost like deep dish too. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Good times, man. Yeah, man. And everybody had a pizza parlor, man. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Pizza parlor is gone. Pizza, uh, Rusty's Pizza has a couple of them. Yeah. Um, there's one on uh, Weibo, I think, that has the yeah the, the inside with the games and stuff. But it's not as popping as it used to be. I think that we don't celebrate. <clears throat> we're going to move on. But I will say this before we move on. They just don't celebrate families like they did in the 90s. They've taken away all family outlets, man. Like, TV was one of them. There's, like, once they removed sitcoms, they removed just, like, the celebration of families, the family matters, and step-by-step, full house, all those shows. Yeah. um, They took those away, and now, and they took away pizza parlors where you would go with your family. Like, they had arcades. You would go there and eat pizza. They had a salad bar and shit. Like, I miss that. The only thing you do... Which like the family now is like the holiday stuff, but even even in terms of entertainment, I think that there's not as many movies that are like palatable for a hundred percent the family. entire family. You know, a yeah. lot of stuff is moving towards uh, more TV mature, as they would call it, or rated yeah. R movies. Um, you, the only time you can go out and watch a movie with your families is really the three or four times a year a Marvel movie comes out. Yeah, man. Honestly, too, another thing, too, instead of like just sitting down watching Netflix, I would like mandatorily have family dinners like uh, at least a few times a week, mm-hmm. once or twice a week. And if we can't be there at the same time, we're mandatorily going to be doing it on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go out and go to like family related spots. Yeah. You know what I mean? I take <clears throat> yeah. my, my wife and my kids, we go to fucking, you know, Rusty's and shit. And yeah. Even if we're the only family in that motherfucker. Yeah, I think. Um I know, like, watching Kevin Edwards' vlogs, oh, he yeah. would have, like, you know, every Friday they would get pizza and watch a movie or something like that. I think that, that's a dope, like, you know, something just to keep the family together. Yeah. Inspire. We need to, we need things that, that create that nucleus instead of us just being a bunch of individuals. Yeah. Because you could be living in, the, in, like, your wife is her own person and the kids and everybody's separate. And it's like, then when you want to do things together, everybody's so used to doing their own thing that it's just throwing off the yeah. chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, and it may come a time where the kids like get a little mature and they rather go do something else. But I think that um, you know, they'll appreciate that when they get older. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, before we move on, Gavin Newsom, looking into the look to the screen here. Um, make sure you work on those drone strikes over there in L.A. All right. <laughs> let's work. Let's get some positivity going <laughs> on. Here. Let's get Tony Robbins and fucking all the. <laughs> Let's get all the motivational speakers and put them on the streets of L.A. Mm-hmm. and then drop some of that positive drone strikes there. Okay? <laughs> all right. Switching gears. Uh, 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 uh. Black Friday. Uh, normally, I would have, you know, we would have a bunch of statistics and things of that nature about Black Friday and what, what the expectations are for the year. And I just couldn't find any articles that really reflected that, too. Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that some of these, there's projections, but usually afterwards there's more like, hey, people spent X amount in this much. I will say this year, though, man, if you want to get yourself something decent, do it, bro. Like normally we would say, hey, don't spend your money frivolously on things like that. If you don't have any specific financial goals um, and, you know, you really want to get yourself something decent, two things could be true. Like 
you you might want to kind of preserve your money, but you also it's okay if you're if you're not an over consumer of products and goods, go out and get yourself that TV because TVs are too cheap. Yeah, they're too cheap. Yeah, they're too cheap. I'm probably gonna end up getting a TV. I've had the same TV for over ten years. Yeah, it's a good TV. It's decent, but I want a bigger one, and I just don't like blowing my money. But this year, I'm getting a seventy. Fuck it. Yeah. Might as well seventy for like five hundred some bucks. Like, come on, bro. You're not gonna. Yeah, I might fuck around and get a sixty-five for like three seventy-five. Yeah, it's that bad. Like they they went that and they're good ass TVs. I ain't gonna front. It'd be some solid deals. Like when you really look at um, certain prices, it'd be like twenty percent off. And especially if it's something you've always been wanting. Like for me. I want to get um, some new lenses for my camera, mm. and I've been seeing de- deals Cyber for Monday. yeah. I've been seeing deals like twenty percent off and twenty five percent off. I'm like, yo, these 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 this deal is not gonna last forever, and this is a great time to just buy like go crazy on like camera gear for for a person like me. You know, if you want a want a TV as well, like like Eddie was saying, you don't always have to move in a way where it's like. You know, we're always following these um, traditional money saving, you know, uh, infograms that we see on Instagram mm. or, you know, these these people talking about finances and stuff like that. If your goal is just to live life and you're very comfortable with the way your life is, then like go spend your money because you can't take it with you when you're going anyways. Yeah, you know, true. but if you are true. a person that is like, you know, like you're moving towards you're trying to buy a house, you're trying to do this, then, you know, just kind of assess assess what your goals are. And you know, move accordingly. Like you don't, you're not gonna miss out on nothing on Black Friday. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, go buy yourself something, man. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There's and, and be specific. Don't just be in there buying shit. Because mm-hmm. truth be told, most Americans don't got money like that. Yeah. But I just wish they had Black Friday for other things like Black Black Friday car registration, Black Friday uh, groceries. They need Black, Black. Friday blacked. You What's know, that? The, the porn. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Anybody trying to pay for that? That yeah. shit, that's got to be, that's got to be some of the most like um, archetype porn on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's just some black dude with a humongous penis. Mm-hmm. Like that is like, ain't nobody trying to watch that, man. <laughs> People like, yeah, my name is Darnell. <laughs> pull out of Like, man. It's like, oh my God, this is the first time I've been with a black guy. Like, there's, there are people that get off on that. Yeah. Like, some of the themes in porn are just too much. I just like vanilla, just basic, basic. If I'm watching porn, it's just basic porn. Because uh-huh. I don't have those. Some people have like porn addictions and mm-hmm. they gotta like watch certain stuff. Like if I watch it, I just watch basic stuff. Yeah. I'll be in there watching porn with just like regular chicks that I would actually have sex with. <laughs> you know, I probably got a little bit of guts, <laughs> stretch marks. You like the realistic porn. Yeah, titties hang a little yeah. bit, you know. Some people are going for something that they probably would never have. Yeah, like I just the, like yeah. regular stuff. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, this, this is like a chick I would have sex with in real life. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, because <laughs> I think once you start getting too far out, that it could affect your reality. Yeah. Like, you know, just like the, the, the barista you've seen in Starbucks, that's the porn you should be watching. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say, you shouldn't be watching it. It's like, hey, man, I don't have an addiction. I watch it here and there for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah. But that, that's hilarious, though. That, that like you, I think that shit could desensitize people. Watching too much porn, watching too much, and watching <laughs> porn that is not like that's so far from your life. Yeah, I think it will take you out of reality. Like if you're watching it so much, you you start to say, you start to see that, um, you know, like these women are like, at least like if you're watching a certain aesthetic, these women are perfect. They got the perfect bodies. Yeah, it's too much. Um, they're beautiful. All these different things, and then you you realize, like you said, that's not how most pimp. Most women walk around. Mm-mm. That's like maybe top one percent of Mm-mm. women are like the people yeah. you see on the internet in general represent one percent of the country. <clears throat> like when you see all these beautiful women with small waists and big butts and super pretty and big old breasts, like that average woman does not walk around like that. Yeah, and it's not to shame very beautiful women. That's fine. That's great. But there is an overrepresentation of women that don't present the the common person. And like, even in even in porn, it's still a uh, like a hierarchy, you know? Because yeah, not every girl that's a porn like in does adult film star is that bad like nah, some of right. them be like real regular you know but they be like super popular but then there's like some that are like really pretty you like dang this woman is like you know she like the top one percent of even the 
the women that are on this, on yeah, this be, adult film stuff. Right. Some motherfuckers be watching it. They be like, what the hell's calling me? Oh, man. I got a freaking got a call from my boss. Oh, Can you man. hold it down for a quick second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold it down, man. I'll yeah. be back shortly. What's the next topic? I'll look on my phone. <clears throat> Stay on it, man. This is the first time I actually had to take off real quick. You had to, like, do it. So you'll figure it out. Keep the people entertained. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, but no, that's that's the thing for me. As far as like a filmmaker and a creator, I've been trying to uh, find a way to um, to just add to my my um, my uh, my stuff. Like I got a camera. Like with the camera that we shoot on now, it's a Black Magic um, Cinema Pocket Cinema camera, six K, and it's a decent camera. Uh, I just don't have all the fixing for it, fixings for it, and lenses are super expensive. Lenses are dang near as expensive as the camera. So I've been just waiting for an opportunity, and the opportunity is you know coming up over the next uh, couple weeks as far as like those those Black Friday deals. And the cool thing about it is like Black Friday is like stretched over a few weeks now. Like you know Walmart started rolling out their deals like last maybe like last week. So. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the theme of this whole conversation is just to, you know, buy what you want to buy and, you know, don't don't make yourself feel bad about it, especially if you're a person that really um, took care of your stuff. And it is the end of the year, so you can use Black Friday as an opportunity to buy those Christmas gifts that you're going to buy. You can use this as an opportunity to, um, you know, like, um, you know, if you got kids, make sure you load up this weekend and that way you ain't got to stress about it come December. So... <clears throat> That's the move, man. Just, just, uh, yeah, just, just, just buy what you want to buy, and just spend your money responsibly too. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I think the next, the next conversation we having is is about this um, Andre three thousand album. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Andre three thousand just, I think last week he just randomly had this rollout where he was talking about. Um, him releasing a new album and people were excited. I seen him trending and I was like, yo, this is crazy. Um, so I hopped on Twitter and then I started to see like everybody was making fun of him playing a flute. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? Um, come to find out, you know, he's releasing essentially like a, a musical album. And, you know, the I, I could pull up the the um, <clears throat> the the uh, what do you call that? The, the track list. Oh, um, you transitioned to the last topic, Andre 3000. Yeah. yeah he's, he's using wind instru- wind instruments. Mm-hmm. The album is called New Blue Sun. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll read it. Let me see if this, read this article real quick. If it, I haven't prefaced or haven't read this yet, but it says, at a certain point in the uh, winding lifespan of Andre 3000's music journey, there came a time when <clears throat> we as a fan's began to worry less about his lack of creative output and more about his general well-being. He descended Pop's mountaintop as the outrageous half of OutKast, the best-selling hip-hop duo of all time. Then, without much explanation, he bowed out. He grieved for the loss of three parents, mom, dad, and stepdad, in in a decade's time, and for years the only glimpse we got into his state of mind were random guest verses he'd kill at will or, or doubtably random social media sightings of him inexplicably playing flute while wandering the earth solo. Um, it doesn't talk much about the album, but you see here the playlist. Um, the New Blue Sun says the first... Oh, I can't see the whole title. Dang it. Uh, oh, here it is. My bad. Hold on. No, nah, I can't see the whole title. Oh. I swear I really wanted to make a rap album. Oh, yeah. That was one of the song yeah, names. Yeah, I was looking at the song titles. So that's kind of like the the space that he's in. And it's literally, I mean, I only listened to the first song, but the first song is just pure, pure music. And it sounds like, I mean, it to me, it, it sounds like I was thinking about it, like, where would I actually listen to this or why would I listen to this? And for me, I'm a writer, right? So when I don't want like silence or traffic or whatever going on while I'm writing, this is something that I could throw on and, and just listen to. And um mm-hmm while I'm writing to give me kind of like a sound, like a, a sound bed to, to go on while I'm, you know, creating scenes and stuff like that. So I could see that, that in this space, there's some people that like, they need like the, they do the lo-fi stuff when they're doing their homework mm-hmm. or math homework or whatever. This is perfect for that too. Um, and um, I think you have a a, 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 a POV on it as far as like 
artist changing. So I'll let you get into uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> I, what, what I what I like about it though is is he said um, he stated that you know I'm 48 years old, you know, and and you know as far as I just don't feel like I feel like rapping sometimes for me seems fake because that's not where my life is right now. You know, for me, like, what am I going to rap about? Getting a colonoscopy, like, you know, or, you know, losing my vision because my vision's getting bad. I got these glasses on. So, like, the thing about it, what I like about him is he's a guy that realizes where he is and where the landscape of his life is. Mm -hmm. He not like Fat Joe. Fat Joe be like, Joey Crack, I'm in the streets. Like, bro, you are 50-something years old talking about the same shit. Pusha T, same thing. And I'm not dissing him. This is a fact. Pusha T still talk about cocaine. Fat Joe. Like, these people are still talking about crime and things of that nature. You're still perpetuating. Like, you're saying one thing off the record. Like, oh, you know, I'm about the community and I'm about growth and all of this. But, like, you're perpetuating the same freaking narratives of violence and drugs. Like, grow up. Mm-hmm. I, I respect this move by um Andre 3000, even though his message was never like no gang or whatever, mm-hmm. he just feels like it's more real to him. Like in his real personal life, we don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's playing these wind instruments. He said he basically said, this is where my life is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I respect him taking uh, a risk because most artists are too afraid to take a risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Childers Gambino took a huge risk years ago stating, I'm not going to rap anymore. And he just changed to this funk like this funk pop sound, mm-hmm. which is was amazing, and it worked out for his career. Me and Keith went to his concert in 2018. Mm-hmm. Amazing show. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Gambino probably did it better than anybody in that regard to change his complete sound and still have an audience. You know, yeah. I'm sure he lost some of his audience though because some of his audience couldn't look deeper than rap. Once he stopped rapping, they was like, "Oh fuck this! I got to get somebody else." Yeah, but not. I mean, not too many people do it and don't miss a beat. You know, that's what a I fact. Mean? Like yeah. somebody that, like, they're really talented at rapping and then transition to like purely singing and they're still mm-hmm. good at it. Like that. That I haven't seen that happen. Yeah, but I think that this people who have been <laughs> listening to Outcast that you should have seen this coming with the speaker box and the love below. Like mm-hmm. when when they they basically created like speaker box and the love below was basically saying like. Speaker box, which is something you would hear, like, you know, bass and boom bap and all that. And then the love below, which is, you know, which is Andre 3000. Like, mm-hmm. this is they like. kind of like started to separate. Yeah, themselves. that's yeah. where they started to separate then. So you mm-hmm. should have seen it. And that was an amazing album. Yeah. Tons of classic songs on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also, uh, you can start telling, he was changing too with, uh, I think he was on the Idlewild, mm-hmm. uh, that, the soundtrack they did. Yeah, that soundtrack was dope. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a song called, uh, I think he had a song with uh, Snoop Dogg called mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hollywood Divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Started with the some, some, something. Like he already had started to have a melodic sound. Yeah. Which he had, but he started off rapping, rapping in the 90s. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's all he did. And he started to transition to this, yeah. all the way to this. To making pure, just like, it, it, what it really is, is like, it's almost like a beat album. Like if somebody like Timberland just literally put out an album where he just put beats on there. But this is more, you know, it's more jazz, more musical instead of like a lot of heavy drums and 808s and stuff like that. I think people have to stop looking at rap as just rap and they have to start looking at some of the artists that exist within the genre as artists. Meaning like a person that would paint a Picasso, you have to start having the same respect for them in the art of rap. Yeah. And I think guys like J. Cole or Kendrick. You know, Kendrick Lamar is an artist just yeah. based off of, you know, him embedding messaging in the music and also yeah. being a guy that is will separate himself from all the noise. You don't hear from Kendrick if it's not about music and he gets away with it. Most people yeah. cannot. I think yeah. Baby Keem kind of has the same. um Yeah, he has the same little thing, too, going on. Like you don't really see Baby King nowhere. Yeah, I think one thing that comes out of this, too, with Andre 3000 is it gives somebody else um, the space or the platform to do something different if they choose to do that. You know, somebody may be sitting at home like, you know, even like a guy like J. Cole, he talked about um, he did his interview with Lil Yachty and he talked about doing that 
off brand version of music. And he like, man, I, I you know, I experiment with it a little bit. I have some stuff that actually is cool. He's just like, it does, it just that hasn't fit into any of the projects that I'm currently working on. So I think somebody like Andre 3000, just putting something like this together gives, you know, the luxury for somebody, I don't know, maybe Jay-Z will come out and it's just like an acoustic, like guitar album. I don't think that would happen, but I'm just saying like, you know, you just, you can, um, you can see that another artist that may be fearful of doing something different now has the luxury of like not worried about the sales, not worried about the response. They're just really interested in the music. And and one of the things that I seen um, when I looked at a lot of the YouTube comments, people was like, yo, 20 years from now or like 10, 15 years from now, people going to be looping this up, sampling this, adding drums over it and stuff like that. So even if that's all it did was provided a, a soundscape for you know future producers to to add 808s and drums over top of it, then I think it did its job. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I just pulled up uh, Baby Keem's uh, Instagram. This nigga got two posts. <laughs> People be archiving posts though. What do you mean? Like if they post something, they'll just like like save it. They'll take it off the the main page. Probably, but he got two posts. He, got, he ain't following nobody. <laughs> Not even Kendrick. He ain't following nobody. Not even PG Lang. Yeah, like the thing about it though is I think there's a science behind it. I think that sometimes providing that that scarcity will will enhance the value. Because mm-hmm. sometimes if you take yourself off of the just out of people's sight mm-hmm. for a lot, like for a while, just mm-hmm. provide them nothing but whenever you're in someone's face and you're providing them nothing but value, it starts to change the perspective. Mm-hmm. Like with us, I don't post any personal pictures about myself. Mm-hmm. On social media, neither do you. Mm-hmm. We just post podcasts as podcast clips, or we post the podcast, or I might post something interesting on the story. But there's intention behind that because I'm yeah. like, why do I need to post myself in a in a shirt with some new shoes? Like, hey guys, I got new shoes. Like, who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I I rather provide value when you see me. Yeah, you know, rather than just be a person posting things because mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not providing. <clears throat> you're not providing any. I'm about to create like a buzzword. buzzword <laughs> You're not creating any like mental nutrients for others. <laughs> mental nutrients. Remember, I was the first one to say that. <laughs> I was the first one to say mental that. Mental nutrients. Yeah, so there's no your mental there, nutrients. There's no men, get your mental nutrients up, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. There's that. I don't I don't have a whole lot else to say about it, man. All I yeah. know is Go check it out though. Like yeah. I, I don't don't give an opinion on something because um yeah, and, and listen to it with open ears. And, and I would, what I, what I've been trying to practice is doing complete work. Um, mm-hmm. And because sometimes we, as as people, we cut corners a lot. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll, uh, you know, um, it may be a workout in the gym, and instead of doing, mm-hmm. you know, four sets, you might be like, oh, I'm not really feeling it today. Let me just do three sets, and mm-hmm. then you, you walk out. So for me, I've just been practicing doing complete work. So there was a point where I was like, okay, I got the. I got the, a glimpse of this. This is pretty cool. Like, I, I'm going to just turn it off. But I made it a, a point to actually listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, how can you come in here and give an assessment on, not the whole project, just that whole first song. Mm-hmm. But how can you come in here and give an assessment on something that you actually haven't listened to? Yeah, but not only that, though. Um, even if you're giving an assessment, it still doesn't know you know what you listen to. I think, yeah. I think that that type of sound... There is like a, a a subculture of people that can listen to that, and they're like, "Oh my God, that is elite! That is elite wind instruments. This guy <laughs> is the goat of wind instruments." And it's like some people that you have no idea existed, yeah. But that like subculture gravitated to this to be like, I can't believe he was a rapper that got into wind instruments. My whole family, my five last generations, have been doing wind. Like that's how it works. Or Some, just the musicality of it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, my gosh, that chord change right there was amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and what happens sometimes is when you're great at one thing and you start to develop an interest in something, sometimes your your interest or your level of enthusiasm bleeds into that new thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where he is in his life, where he's like, I, I feel like I've mastered rap, like me rapping. What was what what, what that doing for me? Mm-hmm. I want to serve myself while also trying to give a different – like a different sound to people that may like it, mm-hmm. and I don't. If he doesn't release any more rap, we shouldn't feel bad about it. Like, 
Yeah. Like he's he's <laughs> he got a st- he still has amazing verses that age very well. Yeah, and yeah. he's been on some verses recently. He was on um uh Killer Mike's album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So he can still rap. Yeah. He's but, really good at rapping. Yeah. So. When he decides to step out, he just like he just like drops the best verse of the year and then goes back into playing his flute. You know what? I'm going to call this ahead of time. I'm going to call this ahead of time. I don't know why I feel this way. I was listening to Jay-Z and uh, his collaboration with Jay Electronica recently, and he was, like, rapping. Like, he was um, – it was a song that had uh, BG and somebody else. And and Jay Electronica is, Jay Electronica is from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And um, – you could see the nuances of the New Orleans hip hop scene being bled into this song. And Jay-Z was like, so-and-so was the Navy's or something, something. He was rapping with the same cadence as a Hot Boys mm-hmm. song or Hot Boys album. Mm-hmm. And he was referencing BG in there. Mm-hmm. BG just got out. Mm-hmm. So I feel like don't be shocked if you see some weird collaboration with Jay-Z and BG coming up. Mm. I, because you realize that that in that time frame... The Hot Boys and BG and all of them, they were like the gold, like not even the gold standard. They was like them dudes, mm-hmm. like in two thousand. Mm-hmm. You know that was, you know Jay was doing this thing, but yeah, he had remember, a lot of influences from the south. You got to remember who Jay Z was collaborating with back mm-hmm. then too. He was collaborating with Bun B and Pimp C. Mm-hmm. You know, Big Pimp, and that's got to be one of the biggest songs. Rain Dupree. Yeah, like he had collaborations with just like this core group of people, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he ever got to collaborate with them. I don't think mm-hmm. he did, but mm-hmm. I think it would be dope to see some type of collaboration with Jay and BG, mm-hmm. and maybe like Juvenile. That would be fucking dope. Yeah, Juvenile think- still Juvenile still pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, but, see. yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Um, I got to get to work, man. But uh, I appreciate y'all, man. I genuinely do. Like I, this, this podcast was on my mind last night. Uh, Keith, it uh, let me know because Keith has to take off tomorrow too. Um, mm-hmm. but Keith, it let me know on Wednesday, and I was like, "Fuck!" Hopefully, I could get there early enough Friday morning so we could record. Mm-hmm. But I put this, I put this as a priority. Even if I had two hours of sleep, I would still be doing this episode. Yeah, just because I and I would do my best to try to provide value to people so they could, you know, get a laugh, you know? Yeah. Something going yeah. into the weekend. But, hey, uh, I'm not going to be too long-winded. Anything else, Keith? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. We appreciate y'all. Um, eat some good food. Um, was it Thursday, Thanksgiving? Yeah, so yeah. we want to see you guys till after Thanksgiving, Black yeah. Friday. And yeah. don't eat old-ass food. Make sure you... You know, you don't fucking have leftovers for nine yeah. days sitting in the refrigerator. You will die. I'm just telling you straight up, okay? Yeah. And I'm thankful for the listeners, man. I'm thankful. I don't we don't really have fans. We just have people that listen, you know, religiously. So right. um I'm thankful for y'all uh for listening to a couple couple guys from Bakersfield just doing their thing. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like we made it to the end of this one. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Things. We're out of here, man. Peace.